Hello, and welcome to Market Week in Review for the week ending March 3rd, 2023. I'm your host, Michelle Bajargal, and today I'm joined by our investment strategist, Alex Kuzli. Hi, Alex. Hi, Michelle. How are you? Good. How are you? Thank you for joining us. So, Alex, I thought today we'll focus our attention on Asia. We'll talk about China and the upcoming NPC meeting. We'll cover some of the PMI data releases across the region and wrap up our discussions with um, new appointment for um, governor for Bank of Japan. Does that sound good? Sounds great. All right, let's take it away with China and the latest February PMI data release. Can you talk us through the implications of the data? Yeah, sure. So China's in the process of reopening after the COVID lockdowns and also reopening uh, the manufacturing sector after the Lunar New Year. So we saw a really strong bounce in the Chinese PMIs. If you look under the hood, it's still strong, but we did see a little small tick lower in the new orders to inventories. And you can think of this as kind of the future activity uh, for the Chinese manufacturing sector. Uh, But nevertheless, it does show that it was a pretty strong bounce, even given that Lunar New Year. So it certainly seems that the manufacturing and the services part of uh, sectors of China uh, are starting to recover pretty quickly following that reopening impulse and the Lunar New Year coming off. Okay. So continuing on the topic of China, we have an upcoming NPC meeting set to start this Sunday. Can you walk us through the key agenda items and what are the expectations going into this meeting? Sure. So the... The key thing that people are probably going to focus on is the leadership changes. We kind of have a pretty good indication of who's going to be leading the economic part of the um, of the, the leadership. It's a guy called Lee Kiang who is, is fairly business friendly. In terms of the key agenda items and things that we're looking for, though, we really want to see what stimulus plans are coming through the pipeline, particularly for the consumer, because it's really important this year for the Chinese economy to see strong growth, that we have a consumer that's doing well, because if you think about the other drivers of growth, net exports and the housing sector or construction sector, those two aren't going to be doing particularly well, given that we have a slowing developed uh, or slowing global economy. The other part of it is going to be pretty interesting is there is a lot of focus now on the digital economy. So things like robotics, AI, cloud computing. And so the amount of money that is put into that, particularly given the backdrop of the CHIPS Act and the sanctions that are being put on place from the US, how China deals with that and the amount of money that gets put into the system. So it's really about the digital economy and about the the level of support for consumers. Got it. So you touched a little bit earlier on PMI data coming out of China. So how about other PMI data re- releases across the region? Can you touch on that? Yeah, so we've got we got most of the global PMIs through this week. Uh, focusing on Asia, I think the best way to characterize them is they were pretty modest. So India, we saw a, slightly, a slight fall uh, in the PMI. Taiwan got a boost, but it's still below 50. Uh, and Korea had a similar story. We should see Korea, Taiwan, and India, to a lesser extent, start to get a bit of a boost from the Chinese um, reopening impulse. But it's important to remember as well for Taiwan and Korea, it's also about the semiconductor cycle. Um, but it's still pretty soft if you look at Korean exports. It's still been quite weak. But you know, as we get through the year, that, that, uh, that demand from China should be supportive. So now let's pivot to Japan. And early in February, we had an announcement for the next governor for Bank of Japan. Can you talk us through the implications um, of this announcement and what does that mean in the future for central bank policy in Japan? Yeah, so the new uh, governor, Ueda, it was a surprise pick. There was three candidates that were more, you know, were the front runners that we, we expected to hear from. Uh, and Ueda came through. His background is heavily in academia. In terms of the implications for policy, though, so 
there's two parts of the monetary policy in Japan right now. There is the negative interest rate policy, so the cash rate is minus 0.1%, and then there is this yield curve control. So the Bank of Japan are targeting a 50 basis point 10-year yield, and so they will buy bonds uh, as much as as much as necessary to maintain that yield. It was previously at 25, and they pushed that band up to 50. As we look ahead, the real focus is going to be less about the leadership change and more about what happens with underlying inflation, particularly wages. And we're coming into the spring wage negotiations, they're called the Shunta negotiations in Japan. And it'll be really important to get a sense of how much of that wage um, pressure is sustainable. Uh, and if we see that, we're going to see some moves to, away from that very accommodative policy. But importantly, it's very unlikely that it will change the negative interest rate policy. It's going to be about that yield curve control uh, and I think we're still going to see a gradual move away from that. There was some skepti- uh, some speculation in the market just a couple of months ago that it would be taken completely away in one, one go. Uh, I think that Ueda's comments that we've seen in the last couple of weeks, he's presented in front of the parliament and the diet, is that he wants to do this quite gradually. And so I think the way to think about it is that we're going to have ticks high in that in that range so we're going from 25 to 50 we might go to 75 or 100 but we're not going to see a, a big jump uh, away from it in terms of what it means for global yields and, and you know japan is a big uh, buyer of foreign treasuries it's important to note that they've already been dec- you know selling some of those um u.s treasuries and, and global treasuries uh, given the, the rise in rates uh, and the rise in hedging costs uh, so there will be a, a small uplift in yields pre- or a small pick up in pressure on global yields, but we think it's going to be pretty modest given the backdrop as well that we are facing global recessionary risks in the US. Great. Thank you, Alex, for joining in and thank you for tuning in. We'll be back next week.